Okay, we want to welcome you to Empowerment of Faith Kingdom Center for Ambassadors. I am Dr. Renee, and we are certainly glad that you're able to join us on tonight. We have Dr. Larry. He will be teaching us once again, leading us in our personal development study. And now we're going to have our vision and purpose before we get into our study. At Empowerment of okay, Faith Kingdom Center for Ambassadors, to... our seven-point vision is to transform church members into kingdom citizens, to teach kingdom citizens how to move from religion to ruling, to teach the concepts of the kingdom, to pursue the rediscovery of the kingdom mandate for all mankind, to reveal the original idea and purpose of Elohim for mankind in the earth, to reveal to all nations the knowledge of the truth, and to expose all nations to the door of salvation, Yeshua the Messiah, that leads them into the kingdom. Well, all right, it's Dr. Larry here, and you just heard our vision, and we also have a purpose condensed uh, real short to make it easy for those who read it to run with it. We appreciate you all that are on YouTube Live. Um, we, uh, You can contact us, empowermentfaith.org. You have all that information available to you as we get into our studies. And we certainly uh, want you to, if you got any questions, you can post those questions. And once you post them, then we'll be able to uh, deal with your questions relative to connecting the dots. We're not debating. We're not doing all that stuff. You already know now. We're not doing it. But if you got questions about something, we certainly want to um, help you out with that. Now, what I want to do now is get right into uh, our teaching. And we're going to go back to that title page. And we're going to deal with um, the Feast of Dedication. Uh, we're going to deal with Hanukkah. Let's, let's pull those notes up, our title page, and we're going to review what we taught last when we was on, and we're going to move on from there. So our ministry text is going to pull it up for you. And this, this is where we're at. Uh, Hanukkah, the hidden feast reveal. Very important uh, that we understand that uh, it's a hidden feast. Feast is a more deep or divine appointed time that was set before man was created in the earth. You'll find it in Barashi called Genesis 1 and 14. All right. Now, uh, let's go to our next note. We're just going to review you. And uh, we are studying. So please post your questions if you got any. And we're certain they'll get them to me and I'll be able to deal with them. Now, Barashi 315, and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and he will strike his heel. Yochanan 1022, it was the feast of Hanukkah at Jerusalem. It was winter and Yeshua was walking in the temple in Solomon's porch. The Judeans therefore came around him and said to him, how long will you hold us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. That's very important that we catch that. By Yeshua being there, he was observing and celebrating this feast of dedication. He knew that is when he was conceived in the womb of Miriam. He wasn't born during this uh, particular Moody, this divine appointed time. He was conceived. He was born during the Feast of Sukkot called Tabernacle. Now, notice Barashit, when he said, I put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers, he would crush her head and, he would strike, and you to strike his heel, that was the promise made right then of Yeshua. You can take that down. That's when the promise was made of the Messiah, Yeshua, coming into the earth 
to go through the process that he went through, uh, death, burial, and resurrection, then coming back, being seen on the earth for 40 days. But his primary mission objective was to get mankind restored back to their position of righteousness and get our dominion back. Remember, man did never fall from heaven. He fell in the earth from his position of righteousness and gave up his dominion to the fallen cherub, Satan. And that is what caused uh, the access to the country of heaven to be shut off from. So Yeshua came to restore us back to that. And I'm hearing different things about the Most High and Yah and, you know, stuff like this. And listen, when you get through, you, you ca cannot uh, go over and not acknowledge the last Adam who came in the earth to get us restored back to our proper relationship with the Father. It don't work like that. So it doesn't work. So, you know, so much knowledge out here, but you can't get to the Father unless you come through the Son. You can't get to the Son unless the Holy Spirit draw you. That's just scripture. Those are the precepts. Those are the rules and laws. The Father set them out and set them. We just teach them. All right. So that's why it's hidden. You won't find Hanukkah in uh, Shemot, uh, uh, where in, in other in Leviticus, Lawiki, uh, uh, you won't find this feast there. You'll find the three major. You will find Shavuot, Sukkot, and Unleavened Bread. But you won't find Hanukkah feast dedication because it was hidden. The father already knew in his foreknowledge that a time would come whereas his people would stick strictly to his order, his way of doing things and be obedient and submission to his will, which would provoke, not provoke him, but command him to make an agreement with man in the earth and bring his promise in which he promised in the beginning. That's Yeshua who restores back to righteousness. Now I say it a lot right there, but you just have to study and study with us. It's not a one shot deal to get the precepts Thereby, when you believe them, get them in your belief system, they become your concept. Once it's your concept, those are your convictions, your faith, your system of faith. And all what you have in your system of faith is a product of the, of the original idea, what we call ideology. And that's what we think about all the time, which is called philosophy, and what we think we do. As a person thinks, so are they. So I may be moving a little fast because I'm actually doing a review, but I want to make sure we understand why you won't find it with the three major feasts, because it was already there. Hanukkah came in because of the rebellion that was committed. If Adam and Matzah Ezenigad, the correct name for Isha, the woman, not Eve. Eve come from a Hebrew translation, Hava. Her name was Hava, not Eve. Eve is an English word. Hava never became an English woman. She wasn't American. <laughs> her name is Hava. And Adam named her Hava after they committed the act of rebellion. Okay. All right. So uh, right then, when they did that, that demanded that a time would occur whereas mankind in the earth would refuse to, uh, refuse to compromise or refuse to break the order of the father, which again would demand the father uh, giving permission to get his son in the earth through covenant. Remember, Barashid, he gave them dominion, mankind dominion. You know, and we say today, well, what the Lord gonna do this, Lord gonna do it. No, 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 he is not. 
he gave up his dominion. You know, two kings don't rule the same country. He gave up his, his, his dominion in the earth and delegated it to man. Then man gave it up to the fallen cherub. Then a man, the last man, Adam, Elohim representative, his first blood in the earth, came back, got it, took it back from uh, Satan and made it available back to us. <laughs> I gave you the whole plan of salvation right there. The reason Yeshua came. He didn't come to be, be celebrated wrapped in a manger. Jesus, mm -hmm, Jesus, oh, what a wonderful child. New life, new joy to all he brings. Oh, listen to the angels sing glory, glory. I used to do that too. Because you only do what you talk. But we got some bad jokers these days. You can teach people 24-7. They putting a red Rudolph hat on <laughs> they putting that christmas tree up period can't nothing about no 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 hanukkah and dedication you know that's how messed up the world system is uh that has uh been it's pre-engineered uh by religion all right so let's get back to our review because i'll stop and start teaching you know it okay so uh now to helam 9 and 12 we went over this also go to go to that note to helam 9 and 12 i promise we're gonna review down but i'm gonna follow the holy spirit Look at times and seasons that a note following our title page. Let's pull it up. And then we just going to review note by note. And while I'm reviewing, if you got something that you want me to touch on, then I'll do it. Remember, uh, this is these sessions are called personal development, personal development. I'm um, after the individual being empowered with knowledge, which is, which is light. Light is knowledge of the kingdom. So you'll be able to recognize your purpose, your call, the mantle that the father originally placed on us so that we can be in his perfect will. And when we're in his perfect will, his will would demand the provisions that we need to accomplish that. So let's go to times and seasons. We're going to review these scriptures real quick. Minister Tech, please put it up. That'll be note number two. All right. So I read it. Tehillim 9 and 12. Tehillim 9 and 12. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Then the Bri Hayamim Aleph, that's translated into the English, 1 Chronicles 12 and 32. And the children of Yissachar, Yissachar, not Issachar, Yissachar, who had understanding of the times and they knew what Yisrael should do. It's vital that we get these precepts. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. So it doesn't matter when we do what the scripture just lied. Well, it don't matter when you celebrate the Lord's birthday. It, uh, uh, you can do it in Christmas and uh, January or February. It don't matter. That's a person who is talking out of a spirit of ignorance. Ignorance means a shortage or lack of knowledge. The scripture said, teach us to numbers. They are important. We never was given authority to change the Moadibs. We were never given authority. See, Moadibs fall under the category of principles, first rules, first laws, first commands that cannot be changed. That's the definition of principles relative to kingdom government definition. They are rules and laws that were instituted first and they cannot be changed. More deed, divine appointed times cannot be changed. 
All right. Okay. Now let's go uh, to our next note. And we dealt with uh, dealing with days. We went to the Hebrew olive bed of Zian. They probably having problems uh, pulling it up or something. Yeah, Zian. And, and we chose the yen because of covenant. Remember, uh, the father needed to covenant with man in the earth in order to intervene in the earth. That, he chose Abraham so that he could get Yeshua in. He made the promise, remember, in the book of Barashi called Genesis, he said, the seed of a woman. Women don't produce seed. Women only conceive seed. All right. Now, when he said that, he couldn't do it until he got in agreement with a man who would give him permission through obedience to intervene in the earth and get this promise uh, brought to pass. So Zayin, teach us number days, Zayin, the number seven come from the Hebrew alphabet, Zayin, all right? And here we have the Zayin and how it graduated and how it looks based on the pictograph or the original word is the ancient Hebrew African Madu Neder. I, I could have said Eden uh, Madu Neder or uh, Akabulan Madu Neder. The word hieroglyphic is an English word that comes from a Greek word, not the Hebrew. So hieroglyphic is talking about something that was derived from the Greeks and not the Hebrews. Y'all get that? Madu Neder means the writings of the divine. And you may see some sites that the writings of God's plural, you know, but we know that it's the writing of the sovereign ruler. He wrote uh, word uh, and pictorial language. And what's so powerful about pictorial is that images are not easily forgotten. So we see the early and it looked like a ancient battle axe. You see the middle, you see the uh, later, and then you see the modern, which look like a sword. So that's the number seven come from Zayin. And one of the meaning of Zayin is to cut covenant, to cut covenant, to cut, to expose. Let's pull up Ibrium 4 and 12. We study him. Ibrium 4 and 12. We're gonna, he's gonna pull that up for us. And you can just use the NIV. Um, we normally use that. Uh, we use the, uh, the scripture 2009 version because it leaves the original names of the people in there. All right. Ibrahim 4 and 12. I ministry take a pull that up. Now, while he's pulling it up, uh, we're going to show you uh, some cycles. Now, for the word of Elohim is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing. You see the cutting? Dividing of what? Soul and spirit. See, the soul and spirit are not the same, but only the word can make the distinction between the two. Well, my soul, uh, my spirit is troubled. No, your spirit, if you're born again, cannot be troubled because if our spirit is born again, our spirit is in a direct, back in a direct image and likeness of Elohim and can't be troubled. The trouble take place in the soul. But the word, the vibe between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from Elohim's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Talking about Elohim, everybody going to give account to him. So this particular uh, passage here is an additional definition 
of the meaning of Zayin. Y'all see that? Okay, now, of course, Zayin uh, has to do with covenant cycles of time. See, the Father is eternal. He is in eternity. He cut a spot in eternity called time. And because he is a covenant uh, ruler, and it required covenant for him to intervene in the earth where he delegated all his authority to man, then he must be in covenant with a man or woman in the earth in order to do what he want to do. So he got cycles of times uh, set up. That's the Shabbat. The seventh has nothing to do with uh, the worship of the moon god, which Saturday is named after, or Sunday, the worship of the sun god, in which Sunday is named after. Listen, those were produced by the universal church of Rome, that whole calendar that the world system is on. The government of the kingdom is on the Hebrewic calendar that the father gave to Moshe and the, the cycles of time calendar that he instituted himself. Now you'll find that in Barashi chapter two, well, on the seventh day, the covenant of peace, protection, and provision was established. Every cycle of seven is a Shabbat. And many, it won't fall on Saturday Sunday. You have to determine which day you're going to pull out in your cycle of seven. So we have uh, cycles of time. You have, let's, let's look at this right quick. Reviewing. That's why I'm talking and doing all the reading because we're reviewing. Let's put our notes back up <clears throat> and we're going to show you that real quick. Days, cycles of days, seven days, covenant of peace, protection, provision. A covenant was cut before man was created. Cycles of week, covenant of power and government. government. For Here's an example, Shavuot. Uh, you count 49 days, which is seven weeks from Passover and the Holy Spirit, the governor came back in the earth. Cycles of months, covenant of righteousness and dominion. So Coke is, is the seventh month of the calendar and the time cycle that the father put the nation on when Moshe, who was a man that was chosen to establish a nation who was in covenant with the father to reflect the nation, national laws of the kingdom of heaven in the earth. Tishri is the seventh month. You see, Tishri, uh, Nisan, or Abil, these names come from agriculture. Originally, it was the first month. And then the seventh month, of course, a covenant. You had uh, the month of Tishri, and that's when the covenant uh, was made and Yeshua came in the earth. That's when he was born, during the seven month tissue. You see it now? In that seven month, all things are done on covenant. That's the yin, the word. You understand? All right. And then we have years, covenant years, covenant of reward, uh, freedom, and also tribulation. That's dealing with the uh, uh, um, jubilee after 49 years, the 50th, four, seven times seven is 49. For nine years, the fifth is Jubilee. You have what? Freedom from debt. And there's reward given every seventh um, Sukkot 
of freedom of debt. That's in uh, Debiram also. Every seven Sukkot, then there's a release lease of debt also. That's when Yeshua came into the earth when he was born. Not, not now. I mean, the religious system, the whole world system is out of sync with the anointing and with the Holy Spirit. And again, no one can change principles. More deeds are what? Principles. Good students, y'all get A's. Then you have years of, of uh, what's called smita cycles. Smita cycles. You got seven and seven. Seven times seven is 490. And it was the 490 years is talked about in Daniel relative to pinpoint when Yeshua actually came into the earth. That's another message. And freedom. And now and I got judgment in there because there is a seven year trio period. Whereas a heart of man will be judged relative to his true dedication to what man or woman believe in. Many don't believe in the tribulation. That's fine. Uh, if you're alive and you live to see it, that's telling you something. Uh, if, if you if you don't get straight in, then it's too late. It's, it's over. All right. So let's move on. And I review. Now, we just we already read that. Let's go to the next one. Now, I pointed this out. Uh, in, in Maccabees, the book of Maccabees, and Yosef, the, uh, the Hebrew historian, uh, and this is uh, a message from them. It's nothing new that the Apocryphy uh, was written, but the universal Roman church chose the 66 books and formulated the Bible. Prior to that, uh, there were Plenty of books. I don't know how many. I will tell you this. In the book of Yochanan, uh, the writer says that Yeshua did so many miracles that books could not contain them. That's how many books we don't have. And again, the Roman Catholic mean universal church is ecclesia come from a Greek word, which refers to those who were European uh, by birth and uh, traits and had charisma who was gifted by the gods made up the ecclesia or the board or the cabinet that made sure every word that Caesar, another word for Caesar's Lord, every word he spoke came to pass. So the Greeks took that word and translated, the translator translated in, into the word church. Church is actually a racial superior word. Po folk don't supposed to be a part of or black folk or brown folk. Y'all didn't know that, you know it now. I'm not getting to that. We're going to keep rolling because I'm reviewing still. So what it does it say? What is the reason of Hanukkah? For our rabbis taught on the 25th of Kislev, the days of Hanukkah, which I ate, on which a lamentation for the dead or fasting are forbidden. But when the Greeks enter, the Greeks, same one y'all defending and fighting. Talking about that's that New Testament's original in the Greek. Yeah, right. For when the Greeks entered the temple, they defiled all the oils therein. And when the uh, Hasmonean dynasty prevailed against and defeated them, they made search and found only one cruise of oil, which lay with the seal of the high priest, but which contained sufficient for one day's light and only. Yet a miracle was wrought therein, and they lit the lamp therewith for eight days. The following year, these days were appointed a festival in Mordee with the site of Hallelujah and Thanksgiving. This just uh, is not in the Bible. <laughs> This book isn't, but it's scriptures giving you his historical fact of the Feast of Hanukkah and what took place, why uh, 
is it celebrated now? Okay. And for those, again, if you reject Yeshua, this revelatory knowledge and illumination of it, you'll never get it. That's why people don't understand why, why it wasn't in there. Okay, now the times in the kingdom have already set. Let's go to our next note. The times in the kingdom are already set. Before the rebellion and after, after the rebellion. Then Elohim said, let there be lights in the firmament. This light is not, not only talking about the natural stars, uh, but it's also talking about uh, Malachim's called angels. Uh, who uh, style as lights also. Uh, and to divide the day from night, here's the physical, and let them be, let them be for more deed, I mean, for the olive of Tav, the oat, or the word, or Yeshua, and his appointed divine uh, appointed times, more deed. That word signs is olive of Tav, that word seasons is more deed. So the translation, mess the interpretation of, of scripture here purposely and covered up the more deeds. And people think it's for the Yehudites only, the, the Yehudites only. No, 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 no. No, these were set before anybody was created. It's Barashi 114. Then look at, look at it after the rebellion. We just revered it. Uh, Zechariah 14 and 16. It shall come to pass that everyone who is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall go up from year to year to worship the king and Lord of hosts and to keep the Feast of Tabernacle. Now, this after the tribulation, everything takes place is where this occurs. It's not talking about, well, Jerusalem been took over several times and blah, blah, blah. He, he's not, this prophet wasn't talking about those times. He's talking about the time. Actually, this is the final battle. This is not the battle of Armageddon. This is when the father going to rain fire from heaven, destroy all those armies from the east who came up against Jerusalem and why Jerusalem? Because it's strategically a place of prosperity or can be piped through there very easy. And because it was the headquarters for the Kings of Elohim, old Lucifer, he want to occupy, you know, out of just pure hate. Okay. Kingdom key. Let's go to our next note. And we are going to slow it down a little bit. Now, we did our review. We've taught that. You can go on YouTube and check it out and get the teaching. We got a lot of teaching on this particular feast. And let me know when we get some questions in uh, on our YouTube live. Okay, the number one kingdom key is obedience and submission to his will. Now, we have pointed out the importance of times, you know, and the times that the Father set. The key to unlock all other keys of the kingdom is embedded in obe obedience and submission to his will, his law, his plans, period. We taught, uh, we, we was teaching, and we're not through, we're going, we're going to continue to teach all the different laws we have discovered that are there for our benefit and predict success, success for us that we need to learn so we can receive the benefits for it. Now, we really won't get a comprehensive, comprehensive understanding of those laws and receive the benefit if we don't take this master key and unlock all those other keys. Keys mean authority as well as access. Those keys mean authority as well as access, entryway, permission being given. When you get keys or something, then you have permission to enter in and receive something 
that's forbidden for others. They don't have access to it. So in order to access knowledge of the kingdom, to access the benefits, we must operate in obedience and submission to his will. Now look at Hosea 9 and 5. And I let somebody else uh, read, read that. Hosea 9 and 5. What would you do on the appointed day and in the day of the feast of the Lord of your What will you do? What will you do on the appointed day? We we gonna put Rudolph in the front yard. That's what you're gonna do. I'll take a drink to that. We getting us a tree and put some lights on our house. That's what we doing. We ain't thinking about no appointed day and the day of no more deed. We do our own stuff. It don't matter no way. Long as long as long as long as you love the Lord, it don't matter. Lord understand. <laughs> what will you do? You ought to go back and read that whole chapter. Now read Ezra. Afterwards, they offered the regular burnt offering and those for the new moons and for all the appointed feasts of Yahweh that were consecrated, and those of everyone who willingly offered a freewill offering to Yahweh. Okay, now, now, and you know, now open Colossians, you see a translation making reference to uh, the worshiping of, of moon, new moons and stuff like that and the other. All of that was dealing with that moon God. Y'all Saturday God. That's what that was dealing with. All right. The new moons, um, the new moons was that he is talking about here and the appointed feast, the divine appointments is this right here. Unleavened bread always begin on the 15th of the first month. A full moon is what start that day. It doesn't start until the full moon appears. Sukkot is the same way. Sukkot, the 15th of Tishri, always fall on a full moon. The calendar, the time clock that the father gave us, the nation, the holy nation called out the royal priesthood is lunar base and not solar. The world calendar, Gregorian is solar base. Now, Shavua isn't regulated or dictated by the full moon because of uh, Yeshua being a Pasuk, the Passover, and is regulated by relative to him going in the grave. After Passover, the counting of the Omer began, and that's how you mark Shavuot. So that's the significance of Shavuot. Yeshua coming into the earth, it was predicting when he would come and when the Holy Spirit would come back. And Shavuot was instituted on Mount Sinai. Again, when the Father gave his word, the, the laws to establish a nation. It's not the Ten Commandments, those are ten covenant national laws were given on Shavuot, you see. So when you go over to the New Testament, which is an English translation of the Greek, you will see mistranslations. When you look at it from the Messianic uh, perception, which is based on Hebrew, you go back to the Tanakh, and the Tanakh going to tell you what should be written in the Messianic. If you cannot find it in a Tanakh, that means it's a transliteration or add-on or something that the Roman universal church came up with 
to validate their culture and control political control over people. So now you're supposed to worship the moon and all them feast day. There it is right there in the Bible. I, I'll show it to you. And I'll show you that the Tanakh is the scriptures that they used to teach when that was written. <laughs> all right, now let's go read this other one. Come on back with those notes. Come on, reader. Okay, and this is uh, 1 Corinthians. Um, start at six, you're boasting. I guess I read it. You're I'm boasting. You're boasting. Mm -hmm. Your boasting is not good. Do you not know? Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the entire lump? And then the next verse in Corinthians, all of five and eight. Therefore, let us keep the festival, not with the old bread leavened with malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Now. That brings us, you can take the notes down for a moment, yeah. That brings us to a place of reasoning, my brethren. We must look at this in an intelligent, logical, from an intelligent, logical perspective. Uh, and the basis that we are going to look at is the word contradiction. Now, you know that God can never or will never contradict himself. So, Mr. Pope, Bishop, whoever you may be, why is he telling us to keep something and then you turn around and tell us not to? That don't make no sense. Now, now I ain't going to no church teaching like that. Ain't, ain't, yeah, intelligible logical. Yeah, I made up that word. That's right. That's where, you know, I make them up. You know, I'm grown. I know I am. Uh, I, I can, just like all these words we speak is the language of rebellion, then I can make some up. But, uh, you know, English and all of them, except for Hebrew, was birthed out of rebellion. All right. Now, so, you, you hear this. He is saying, keep the more deep divine appointed times. And then you hear what well, that was for the Yehudites only. Now, something wrong. Some the matter. Something the matter with that. And it's been sitting there for years, for years and years and years. And when an explanation is given, it's given based on a mind that has been chained down by religion and tradition. Tradition. That's what it is. So Sheol tells us to keep the more deeds, not with the old bread of leaven with malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Now, Yeshua said, I am the bread from heaven. So what was Sheol doing? Giving a revelation of what was already spoken in the Tanakh. He was revealing of what it meant when Yeshua said, I am the bread from heaven. His the bread he's talking about is his word, which is his law. Catch this now. That is for all of them. 
right there in your Bible, in your New Testament. Now, either the Bible is right, somebody wrong, or somebody wrong, the Bible wrong, something wrong. And we have found that wrong. The truth was lost in translations. Designed on purpose. Now, many still think that you can just pick whatever day you want to and do what you want to do. The more deep, again, is a principle, period. All right. Now, let's let's move on to the next note. All right. Uh, read this one for us. Go ahead, read. You're boasting. Go ahead. You're Don't boasting you not good. Yeast Don't you know that a little yeast leavens the whole uh, batch of dough? Get rid of the old yeast so that you may be a new unleavened batch, as you really are. For Messiah, uh, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us keep the festival not with the old bread leaven, with malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Okay, now, can somebody tell me, uh, leaven is yeast. What purpose does yeast serve? Somebody tell me that. What purpose does natural yeast serve? It makes things rise. What does it make rise? What thing? The dough. What is dough? What what you do with dough? What you make with dough? Bread. So bread, yeast. Donuts. Okay. Talking about bread. Now, remember, you sure say I'm the bread from heaven. That's what that's why I'm focusing on exactly what he was teaching. The word. The word. So the word is the bread. Now he says, a little yeast leavened the whole batch of dough. Get rid of the old yeast that you may be a new unleavened batch as you really are for Messiah, our Passover lamb has been sacrificed. Tell me something else and make it rise. So would that fall under the category could we intelligently say that yeast changed the form of the flower? Talk to me, cooks. We got some yes, cooking folks yes, on here. Yes. So it changes the form. It make it rise. When it rise, if you don't put the yeast in there, the flower is just going to be natural and it's going to be flat like it's supposed to be. You put the yeast in there, it changes the form, the continuity of it the appearance of it. So he said, a little yeast, any, here, here we go, here we go, Matthew, Yeshua said, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees. They, they thought he was talking about a loaf of bread or something, or the bread they was, they was eating. Then he said, listen, y'all done been around me, now come on. Cletus, come on out of here. I'm talking about the teaching of the Pharisee. Their teaching is leaven, is a type of leaven. 
And if you mix their teaching with what I say, it's going to change the form and appearance of what I'm saying. It's going to contaminate. It's not going to be in its purest, rawest form like I want it to be. All right. Least, yeast. When you study in scripture, it's talking about the religious teaching of the religious system. That's what he's talking about. When I was in seminary back in 88, 89, one of them years, 420 additional laws had been added by the elders. Last I heard, it was way over a thousand and so. And it's in the Bible right there. Father never said it. They had it. We don't know it because this is the infallible word of God. I know. Do what the Bible said. I stand on this till the day I die. And you're going to die ignorant. Totally ignorant of the message of the kingdom. Your boasting is not good. You're taking a religious teaching that's telling you something totally different and separate from when Yeshua was born and when he was conceived and what gave Elohim permission to place his seed in Miriam. Someone years back refused to compromise. The cruise of oil was the armor all the time that they was using to light the menorah. The armor had been sealed by the priest, high priest, and the high priest stamp was on the cruise of oil. If the high priest had dedicated that cruise of oil and sealed it, they could not use it. The armor over in, go to Yashaya, Yashaya, 7 and 14. Let's slip over there. Yashiel 7 and 14. Let's deal with this. <laughs> Intelogical is not a word. <laughs> Try and tell them. <laughs> Come on, Yashiel. I, I know the father, choose, he chose foolish things, don't he? Look here. Therefore, Yahweh himself will give you a sign. Listen, um, let me check that and see is that Olive, uh, let me see what that word sign. What is that? Um, uh, let's look, let everybody look at it. Let's everybody pull up the interlinear and let's check this word sign out. We want to make sure what this was in the Hebrew. Let's pull it up that way. We, I, I love studying like this. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. You know, that way you can't just post something and 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 think you know it all. And don't give me with some old history book somebody wrote and you dug up. Uh, he'll get it. The interlinear uh, translation shows the Hebrew as well as the transliteration translations. We're gonna pull it up. All right. You, oh, 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 that word sign is Olive Vav Ta. 
Yeshua said, that's me. That's me giving my message to mankind. That's me marking time. That's me marking an event. That's me revealing identity. That's me revealing covenant. I left the authority of the Father's word. Bob established Tah the covenant. The authority of the word that established covenant is what he is going to give, who is Yeshua himself. Then he said, the virgin, see the word Alma? I like that. I like the way y'all doing that, man. That's, that's slick. Look at Alma. Harvard. Now look, look, look. Check this out right here. You see that high, what the English word D is, T-H-E? You see that Hebrew letter word high? Get, mark that one too. Yeah, high. Y'all see that high? Woo wee, woo wee. High means what? Some, I'm letting somebody else tell you, because I got scholars here. Somebody tell me what high means. The Hebrew letter word high, what does it mean? A revelation of heaven on earth. Revelation of heaven on earth. The authority of the word, the Father's word, will be revealed from heaven in the earth by the virgin and armor. That's how you interpret the scripture. Now, armor, what this word, see, it's, it's, it's just good. It's good. Um, um, we'll go to notes and show it to you. But secret and most high is in the spelling of this word. Um, most high and secret is revealed. Let me, let me, let me, let me slip down and stay right there. Don't move. Stay right there. I'll I, I tell you where it is. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Here you go. All right. Now, the word Ain Lamed, Hebrew reads from the right to the left. We see version armor. Ain Lamed spells above or most high. Ain Lamed Mim spells is the root word. It means to be hidden or concealed. It's two root words in there. Above most high, hidden or concealed. The authority who is Yeshua of the word, Yeshua is the word who established the covenant, revealed, was revealed, first concealed by the most high in Miriam. It's all right there. It's all right there. Yep, that's the word. It means to be hidden, concealed, or secret. That's what that word means. Now, there's a high on the end of that word, which means what come from, what has been revealed, and what the secret is, is a revelation from heaven who is the leader who would establish the covenant back in relation relative to man and Elohim, our creator. It's all right there. But you ain't gonna get that in the Greek. No, no, no. You don't believe in the Tanakh, you, you never know that. People don't even believe in Tanakh. Oh, that's fast. Hush, 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 hush. 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 
All right, let's go back to our notes. We want to see that. That's how we get this knowledge, by going to the original. If it's not original, what is the principle of, of original? Somebody tell me what that is. Original is true, but truth is original. So truth must be original. If it's not original, it cannot be truth. If we, if, if we, if you, if, uh, if we don't know the original language, 7% of the Hebrew language carry root words within words. All the Hebrew words are spelled by other words. And now there's this thing floating around about different translations. I can, I got these books up here. The Apocrypha and on this digital library that we have, I got the big boy. It's got books folks still ain't put a, ain't, ain't posted because they don't know anything about it. That's not in the 66. But you know what? When I read them, they in the English. So I know that the same folk who wrote them in the English are the same people who wrote this one, the Bible in the English. So if they had anything to do with it, it's been right tampered with so just because you find apocrypha you go in there and read it you have no way to validate it if you don't have a hebrew reference to go to to validate it so a couple of them i couldn't find nothing trace it to the hebrew i left it alone i just left it alone and so i i was able to take what i know from the original text that we have to determine was that were correct or not based on precepts Precepts, I'm telling y'all, me and wife talking about this today. What's the idea of hell and heaven? What, what, what birthed that idea? So if we know that the original thought, the thought is an idea crystallized, if we know why that came into being, then we see heaven and hell all through the scriptures, the apocrypha. The ones the Catholic Church gave us and everything else, you'll see it all the way through there because there is a judgment for rebellion. There is a final judgment for rebellion. Man is the one who initiated and man is the one who's going to have to deal with it. Okay, now, let's go back to our notes. Let's go to our notes. No, I asked a question. What was my question? Then I just ask the question. Yes, Elder DJ, she, I mean, he answered it when you were asking about the original. That was one of them. Mm -hmm. Now, here it is. How can I validate what's original knowledge? Can I validate it by documentation alone? Two questions. Somebody give me the answer. You validated by precepts of the word of the father. Okay. Can it be validated by documentation alone? No. no. Spirit of truth as well. <laughs> the boy's hitting it. Both correct and correct. See, this is where people who don't have Holy Spirit in them miss it. If they can't find something written by some man somewhere or somebody on YouTube teaching science, then they have no resource to validate the source because the word and the spirit are one. Mm -hmm. 
I'm gonna do it like the 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 older saints used to say. You don't have the Holy Ghost. You don't have the Lord. The Holy Ghost a teacher, but no man can teach you. That was right. See, people left the Holy Ghost because it got too smart and started watching YouTube and 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 reading signs and and discoveries and stuff like that. And, and now it's the most high. Forget Yeshua. Forget the Savior. Forget the Messiah. Forget Lord of Lord and King of King. Oh, that's the most high. I'm, I, I, I got the knowledge now. And no spirit. That's why truth cannot be validated from by anyone who haven't been born again. If you're not born again, you have, you don't have the proper authentic proof that what you are studying is truth. You need to spend more time praying in the spirit. That's why we say that. Then you get the people who pray in the spirit a lot and won't study nothing. Don't put no word in you for the Holy Spirit to reveal to you. This, 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 this is no joke. This is no joke. And you see all kind of stuff out here. And every time I see it, that's okay. They just running by the door to heaven. Yeshua said, I'm the door. I'm the dollet. I'm the entryway. I'm the culture. I'm the keys. When you get through learning all that, you still will end up in hell. Period. Now, what's the point? When, when you get through finding out that you are the original Hebrews, you are the people, the tribe of Yehuda, who followed the weird and those other tribes followed you. When you get through finding it out, if you have not been born again, hell awaits you. The only people who are uh, exempt from an immediate, immediate uh, entryway to hell are those who made a covenant with the original nation of Israel, which were Hebrews. And they kept the faith till the day they died. And they're going to look on him, the scripture says, whom they pierce as a group. You understand? So don't look over Yeshua. Every knee will bow. Every tongue, every mouth is going to acknowledge that Yeshua, Ben Elohim, the son of the sovereign ruler, is Lord. He is only. It, it, you don't have to. You don't have to try to scare nobody or nothing. It's gonna happen. But man, I'm seeing too much stuff out here. And then I ask, why you said Most High? Why don't, if you're so knowledgeable, why don't you say El Elyon? That's the original Hebrew word for Most High. Why are you still talking English if you're so smart? <laughs> That's just me now. Why are you still quoting King James? Okay, you're the original Hebrew, but you don't even know who wrote the scriptures. Why are you calling the man Matthew and his name Matthew Yahoo? Why are you calling him John and his name is Jokonah? Hey, I'm just asking questions. Because these are the things that we are dealing with out here. And this is how important it is for us to get the original truth knowledge all right come on let's look at this right here so we talked about we was on the the yeast uh 
that you put in bread that changes the form of things. So all religious teaching, Christmas, Easter, Pentecost Sunday is yeast. That's church, that's church doctrine. Uh, the uh, uh, Hold on a minute. You can take it out for me. Hold on. Uh, calling the Messianic uh, Scriptures New Testament is yeast. Telling people that the kingdom law has passed is yeast. Telling people that this, this grace teaching about okay, what you do, as long as you confess Jesus your Lord, and he say he raising uh, he, uh, the Father raising from the dead, you going to heaven. Okay, what you do, that is yeast. It's yeast. People teaching ain't no hell. That's yeast. Well, grace will cover it all. That's yeast. Grace is the ability to keep the national law that he gave to the holy nation to call out priesthood, the royal priesthood, to call out people who were called out out of darkness to show forth his marvelous light. Y'all better watch it because I'm getting happy. You understand? That's what grace is. And people got the nerve to go do, hear what I teach and go do a whole nothing, something opposite. Well, you know what they're doing? They're teaching their religion. They're teaching yeast. And it changed the form of the original flower. Flower don't rise. Mm. Flower doesn't rise. You have to add something to it. That's you sure don't need no help. The word doesn't need any help. Don't go get your little uh uh because you went to a conference and, and heard one of the what they call mega television and preachers, and you gave them your money, and now you think you teach it. That's a bunch of mess. That's hogwash. I don't even have time for it. I just keep teaching truth. All right, now let's look at this right here. All right, so that's what yeast is. It changes the form. Transliterations change the form. Translations based on things that were left. Just like that word T-H-E-D version, it don't say the high doesn't mean D. The Hebrew word whore mean D or them or he or her or shoot or, 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 or them. You see, high mean a revelation. You're sure the word is a revelation from heaven. Heaven is going to reveal, heaven is going to reveal Yeshua and conceal him, the most high, in the womb of a virgin, a armor whose name was Miriam, not Mary. Constantine the Great, let's look at him briefly here. This is the president and his spiritual advisor, Paula White, and all the other so-called big names in religion got together, had a meeting, and changed some stuff. Constantine the Great, come on, read this. Uh, reader, uh, let's get this. Constantine the Great, go ahead, reader. <laughs> also known as Constantine the First, or Saint Constantine, was a Roman emperor of the... Urian Greek origin from 306 to 337 AD. He was the son of Flavius Valerius Constantinus, a Roman army officer, and his consort Helena. He is totally responsible for the breaking away of the kingdom's citizens from the scripture, set holy days, and the bringing in of the pagan Greek and Roman holidays. Okay, now the word pagan actually is it's a religious term. 
that means any religion that is non-Semitic. I prefer any religion that's not based on the Hebrew ancestors' faith. All right. So when you say pagan, um, like it's talking about like Muslim, uh, New Age, uh, Buddha, Christianity. Yes, also. Because a lot of Christians don't even believe in the Tanakh, don't believe that the original scripture is written in Hebrew, don't believe in the Moadibs and got their own stuff. So all of that that didn't originate from the Hebrewic faith is considered pagan. Christians didn't originate from Hebrew. Easter didn't need them. Pentecost Sunday didn't need them. Okay? All right. So that's who, politics, politics, politicians. This law that this man passed, this Roman emperor with his big ass cell that he passed still govern the world today in the religious realm. There's a mixture. It's yeast. It's just yeast. That's all it is to it. I mean, you just, you just, ain't nothing else you can do with that. There's no explanation for that. And the scripture says, the tradition of man calls the word not to be affected. Now, let's look at this next note here. We're going to, uh, somebody please send my time, because, you know, I, I get to going. Send my time. Okay, come on, reader, hit it again. Rome did away with the kingdom holy days and legalized religious holidays. Christmas falls on the 25th day of December versus the 25th day of Kesleev. Before the time of Constantine, saints never celebrated Yeshua's birthday on December 25th. However, they did celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. This is the time that the Messiah was born according to the scriptures. Romans, Romans rather, had long celebrated December 25th as the birthday of Mithras. In the year 274, the Emperor Aurelian had actually designated Mithras's birthday as an official Roman holiday. Okay, so um, uh, no, no, ain't no mangers and stuff. This stuff was already set. And they continued on. This is what you call uh, leaven or yeast. It was already set before Rudolph showed up. Mythos, Mytharis is the Persian sun god. Okay? So any Christmas sheet, any light, any stocking, any of that showed up, they have it on TV. Listen, this out of culture, the world system, Satan has this, he, he got his stuff going on. He know how to use music to do what he want to do too. You hear them saying, wing bells ringing. How'd it go? Um, how the song go? Cross nipping at your nose. Yes, many times, many ways. Oh, okay. No, come on. I was saying a saying. You you know how to sing, sing. Keep going. Sing. Merry Christmas to you. Jingle bell. <laughs> Jingle bell. It's Christmas time in the city. Taking music, the power of influence that's getting in the system 
and controlling the way that people think, whether you want to or not. You, you catching it? Silent night, holy night, I is gone. You know, and that stuff stick with you. Round your virgin mother and child. Merry Christmas from the temptations. And then Michael came out with one. They know that they know that that music is necessary to influence, get that that yeast in the belief system so that it gets to the point. And when you hear them songs, no, child, I'm, I'm going to, no, we're going to do gifts. I don't care what pastor said. We, we put a names. We put a names because you've been controlled. That's why it's, it's powerful. And y'all know you go all in Walmart, jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle, and then jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell, rock. It's Christmas. And even old Snoop in there. We was little watching Snoop in there. You know, so the whole world system is networked together. And 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 after Christmas, people broke. Right. Okay. So Satan is shrewd in the way he, he does things. That's why when you talk to your kinfolk, they respond the way they're responding because they still on a religious Roman plantation of the theological philosophy. They still on the plantation, got control. They're free, but they still working for nothing. That's our power of religion here. Let's go to this next note and then, uh, now, um, is that a picture of Mithras? Let me look at that, something in the chat box. It was also, somebody read that was in the chat. Read your own chat. No, you read it. Who put it in there? <laughs> okay, so the day that, they, they said it was a deity, Mithra, was also the birth of the Indo-European deity Mithra, the god of light and loyalty, whose cult was at the time growing popular among Roman soldiers. The church in Rome began formally celebrating Christmas on December 25th and 336 during the reign of the Emperor Constantine. So everything is going right back around to old Constant. Old Constant, I mean, he, and look how impactful it is today. See, religion is one of the most powerful force in your belief system. That's why it's imperative, it's necessary to get religion out. There must be a detoxing of religion, but there first must be a detoxification of the colonization of the system that started the religious uh, organization. You got to look at colonization. You got to know why you got your name. You got to know why you can't trace yourself back. You got to know what's really going on. You got to know all these things. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a process. And it was applied to religion 
to get this stuff in people to control people. Now, we'll give you two weeks off, but the rest of the year, you're going to work your butt off and make us this money. That's what you're going to do. We're going to give you two weeks off and take your money. That's what we're going to do. See, ain't nothing. See, Satan, don't he don't give nothing away. Them days off, spending all that money, and, and ha- so people must go to work. They must do overtime to make up all that money they spent. The devil don't give nothing away. All right. Um, okay, so let's get this other one, and we'll stop on this next note. Because we're we dealing with something, some of the stuff, but we, we have established a lot of foundation uh, that we need to know. Okay, come on, reader. Also known as the Saturnalia, Mithras' birthday was one of the Romans' favorite festivals, a time for good cheer and gift giving. Wait a minute, wait a minute. This, wait, oh, yeah. Jesus is the reason for the season. Mithras. Jesus didn't do no uh, Saturnalia, whatever you say that word. He wasn't thinking about no Mithras. Jesus is be- the reason. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But Jesus is, you're sure or not, though. You're Jesus the man that was on them church fans. You sure isn't. Y'all catching this? Gift giving. This, look, this is where the thing come from. You can't change nothing. Keep reading. On that one day of the year, masters would serve their slaves. Mm, getting well, bonus checks. Christmas bonus. That's your employee paying you now. Go ahead. Romans would give food to the children of the poor. Well, we got to go out. We're going to pass turkeys and we're going to make sure every family have a meal. This is a time of giving. You know, uh, God so loved the word that he gave his son, but don't put him in that mess. He don't want people to just eat one time a year. So the only time you're going to help people just one time a year for real? If I didn't know better, I would rather be a sinner than fool with this mess. Go ahead. Now that Yeshua was viewed as a manifestation of the sun god, Saturnalia was declared a Christian holiday. Christmas, the birthday of Yeshua, not, I'm sorry, the birthday of Jesus, not Yeshua, but the constructed savior, constructed savior built by the Romans, established by Greek or rather Greco-Roman theology. Thank you. We're going we're gonna to stop there. We're going to stop our studies there. All right, you, you can take it down. Greco, I've been saying Greco. Thank you for that's I've been learning from me, folk know how to read. Uh, Greco Roman theology produced Jesus Christ. Okay. The scriptures produce Yeshua the Messiah. It don't matter. Yes, it do. Yes, yes it does. I was teaching on the name and trying to explain to people how that that is not a translation. If it doesn't say authority, reputation, honor, or character is a transliteration. I was listening to a song today. Uh, I think it was uh, Kirk and Rance. The name of Jesus is the sweetest I know. First of all, he was the epitome of masculinity relative to a man. I, I know he would get offended if you call him sweet. 
Number two, it's a lot of Jesus running around him around here. So I guess they got the sweetest name we know, don't they? A lot of Jesus, Jesus running around here. It's it's really I was getting sick behind it. I said, man, this this stuff has been so wrong for so long. It's authority. Authority doesn't have anything to do with sweetness. It has everything to do with you controlling your circumstances and your life. So Yeshua's name is not sweet. He's all, all the way man. Don't, don't try to pull no, no tricks there. The bro woke, wide awoke. So most of these Christmas songs are contaminated with leaven, with yeast. And they change the appearance of Yeshua, his original intent and his purpose. The sons of thunder, Kepha, they weren't hanging around no wimp. He had no, all these pictures they producing, all this kind of stuff. Ooh, he's so nice and kind. Ooh, he's so sweet and stuff. Yeshua would beat jokers out the temple. As a matter of fact, he was so bad, he would take a belt. He wouldn't even hit you with his hand. So I'm going to whoop you like a daddy should have whooped you. Get your tail up out of here. What you doing? He didn't play. Oh, I know the Lord. The Lord don't talk to me like that. You're right. It's the other one. It's not the one we know, the real one. And see, what the, the world system and religion has effeminized most of the congregation. And the feminine influence and agenda is ruling most congregations. You know, men are not respected unless they sweet and do what you tell them to do, uh, Miss Master Mo, oh, say right, boss later. And a woman who is not directed, led, and guided by the Holy Spirit, she hate a 100% masculine male. Look at, look, look, at, look at Hollywood. They promote and empower masculine women and effeminate men. Watch the pictures you're watching. It's going to be a woman in charge with the main role and a feminized man. It's time over for this stuff. Thank you so much. Those have took the time. Students, scholars, and heard I listened to us and studied with us. You're welcome to study with us anytime. You can contact us in powerwithfaith.org. Uh, we're getting things set up that we'll be streaming live on our website. And we're going to use all the words that need to be used to describe certain people and what they are doing. All right. Uh, now, if you're not born again, you got to be regenerated. Your genes have to be done over and put back spiritually in the order, the image, and the likeness that they were in the initial creation of mankind. You can't, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven if you haven't been born again. Well, how do I get born again, uh, Dr. Larry, Pastor Larry? Own up to Yeshua is the son of Elohim. He paid the penalty that you were supposed to pay and ask him to forgive you and he'll save you right now. As a matter of fact, the Holy Spirit is the one who's giving you the faith 
to believe in what he did because the Holy Spirit is dealing with you. If the Holy Spirit is not dealing with you, you won't make that confession. You don't want to change. You don't want to repent. So I'm talking to the ones the Holy Spirit is dealing with. So we love you much. Care for you. And shalom, y'all.